0: I've seen the tweet about tapes. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. I, I remember saying, I agree he's a good guy, as a way of saying, I'm not agreeing with what you just asked me to do. Again, maybe other people would be stronger in that circumstance, but that, that was a, that's how I conducted myself. I hope I'll never have another opportunity. Maybe if I did it again, I would do it better.
1: that it it just it creeped me out so much it was something it actually put a shiver down my spine you know he walks into uh, the green room in the white house and (laughs) he said he was just like you know originally trump told me that he was thinking about inviting my family but he said you know we'll do that next time just come to dinner and comey thinks okay there'll probably be other people there you know a small intimate thing but he didn't realize it was really small and intimate it was just him and trump and he didn't realize it until he got there. And there must have been a moment when Comey was just like, "How did I get here? I'm the director of the FBI." I know, right? Like, I should, <laughs> how did I not see this coming? You know, I
0: know. I'm supposed to be like a keen detective, <laughs> and yet I did not see this coming. You know, you it's know? like coming, coming. <laughs> yeah, the echo. <laughs>
1: in the room it was probably dimly lit yeah. you know
0: like all the presidents on the on the paintings are just like they're all staring away from him but once <laughs> Trump enters the room they all like he looks over at the paintings again and all their eyes are fixated on <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, something no. like evil and sinister is going on
1: that is um, some <laughs> that is some good imagery right there we need to commit that to paper I know and put that in a film but um and And being in that room uh, with him and the and all the all the uh the staff um the only time they ever came into the room was to um like ask them about food or deliver the food, and then they were just alone in the room like so you, so you know that there were specific instructions beforehand It's just like i want I want to be alone with him the entire time. I don't want to be disturbed.
0: You know the like the spoon sounds when they hit the plate, it like reverberated throughout the White House. Oh, it's just, like completely, like it just cuts to a wide shot of the White House. There's no one around for miles. <laughs>
2: Do you hear that? It's silence. <laughs> <laughs> I demand loyalty.
0: I demand snipers in position. <laughs> what,
2: what was that? <laughs> Nothing. It was a. Uh,
1: uh, you know, he, tra- he just trails off As he And Comey's does. just Sweating bullets He's Just like what is going on Elliot
0: Ness faced down Al Capone and I, he didn't Even have it this fucking bad Oh
1: jeez and, and there was a point where um, Trump just asked him He was just like you know I I need loyalty I expect loyalty and Comey said, when he had brought it up for the second time after Comey after the first time Comey said, "Where I can be is honest with you. Right. That's all I can be. I, he's like I don't I take no side of the political spectrum because my job is to uh, be an investigator and to conduct these um, operations. Um, he was trying to basically break it down for Trump and um, Trump, felt like okay i'm not making any uh headway with this guy let me try the same thing again later in the dinner yeah. and like later in the dinner he actually says he actually said it again He's like i expect loyalty and comey just looked at him like
0: yeah it just like was like
1: there was a pregnant silence <laughs> and, and <laughs> comey said i made sure not to change my body language or my facial expression and i think i, I think he topped it off with saying like you know I, I think I can like, uh, I don't know. He either changed the subject or or something along those lines, but there was, there was an uncomfortable silence speaking with, uh, Donald Trump in the white house. And I mean, I don't blame, I don't blame that there's awkwardness. I'm sure there's all sorts of awkwardness uh, surrounding that guy, but, um, this was just the weirdest, weirdest thing. Um,
2: The phone calls
0: are the ones that, like, kind of really, like, Comey's testimony about the phone calls Mm -hmm. were the the thing that, like, kind of really put me on edge. Because I was just like, uh, because I feel like Trump almost revealed his hand without having, you know, you know how villains in movies, sometimes they, they're just like, um, they, they reveal something in trying to fake the truth. Yeah. Like, they're just like. Oh, you know, uh, uh, you know. Uh, I just, I just saw, like, I saw him the other day. He was wearing his purple tie, and, and then you just, and then the person who's questioning them was like, "How did you know he was wearing a purple tie?" And then he's like, "Oh, oh yeah. uh. <laughs> you know." Um, with, I'll tell you what. What detail gave that, gave me that impression when, uh, when Comey said, um, the whole thing about the Russian hookers. Mm-hmm. when he was like uh, and then Trump said I don't know about the these this I'm paraphrasing
2: mm-hmm. I don't know about this fake news clouding my mind keeping me from ruling the country because <laughs> I'm a king you know and then he says uh, you know this this cloud you know all this talk about Russian hookers
0: and you know at one point I I, I so I was hoping that I would hear, like Comey's inner monologue go, like, "I didn't ask him about it." <laughs> Russian For all we know, that's rumors
2: on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on? And then he like, uh, he's like, "I assumed when I was in Russia, I was being very, very recorded." Yeah. I'm like, what the. F- Fuck,
1: dude.
2: This, uh, this, is, this is nuts. This is nuts.
1: The, there, there, for me, there was a point where there was a, uh, a general uh, meeting with the FBI and um, adjacent uh, parts of the uh, government. And then once the meeting was over, um, Trump stood up and told everybody, you know, thank you. The meeting's over. Um, I'd like a moment with uh, Comey alone. And there was a point where um, some of the, I, I wish I remembered their titles. I'm being so bad, but um, several other uh, staff people from uh, different agencies uh, sort of hung back because traditionally uh, they're supposed to be there when yeah. the director of the FBI is right. speaking to the president. It's just, it's protocol. It's established protocol. Yeah. And Trump had to tell each one of these guys. It was two guys who were just sort of like hanging around. Um, it was wasn't it Kushner? It was and, Kushner. Yes, it was
0: Kushner and Sessions. Yes. Yeah. Thank you
1: so much, dude. Yeah, yeah, Thank you for, for remembering Kushner, that. Yeah. And he told them to you know get out. And Comey was thinking to himself like, "This is incredibly inappropriate. Yeah. Like I'm so not supposed." And then as soon as <laughs> as soon as they're alone, he's just like, "I want to talk to you." about um
0: just unprompted like Michael Flynn
1: Yeah just completely like jumped in and Comey must have been like what the he's, just, he's a good guy um I'm hoping you'll drop the investigation it's just like uh and Comey to his credit I have to say um he 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 said that when you're when you're in the White House and you're talking to the president you you often think to yourself that you're going to be the same straight shooter that you are when you're in any other environment, but there's something about being in that particular environment that makes you um, stutter. Like he he act, he act had the active thought to himself, like, you know, don't say the wrong thing just because he's either trying to respect the office or um, the transition into this new administration. He's trying to play his part in terms of making it smooth. I don't know, but... Um, but to his credit, he admitted that um, he sort of danced around um, not giving a dir- as a direct answer as he usually would. Um, he actually said in his testimony today, he was just like, it was it was my polite way <laughs> of telling him no without actually saying saying no. no. And I was just like, all right, you know, that's a pretty honest thing to say, you know, um, uh,
0: Comey, to me. St- He's just—he just strikes me as like. He just—he—he—he's always uh, from the get-go. He always struck me as like this. This guy who hoped for the best mm-hmm. with the Trump presidency. After all, he helped get the motherfucker elected, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. And now this is coming around to bite him in the ass, and he has no like his FBI side, his professional side mm. is has just come out throughout this whole ordeal. Mm. And now it's like, you know, he's like, you know, I met Obama twice throughout his entire presidency. <laughs> I spoke to Trump within these few months that he was president nine times.
1: He also said the the two times that I spoke to President Obama, I was <laughs> yes, ne- I yes. was never inclined to go and record like write down everything that we spoke about. It was just you know, I just knew it that was it. Like
0: infrastructure. First conversation was like infrastructure stuff. Mm-hmm. And the second time he spoke to him, he was like, alright goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> he just, yeah. Peace. You know, it was just, <laughs> I was just like holy shit, that's the only time you talked to Obama? Was like to talk about infrastructure shit and then see you stretch. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: But um but he said after a few times speaking to Trump, he was just like, All right, I gotta start writing shit down because this guy cannot be trusted. After and he's the he first said that, time he spoke to him, right? He, he he actually had that thought. He actually said that it's just like this guy cannot be trusted. It's that that says a lot. Volumes. 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 Um I I'm hoping that there's something in this testimony that will fuel Whatever comes next, whether it's impeachment, whether it's whatever consequence uh, that this guy will inevitably have to face. I mean, he's so... You think
0: so? I'm starting to think that with all this obstruction to justice talk, I actually think he's going to walk away from this clean, just clean, scot-free.
1: I think... I, I, I can agree with that to a certain extent because he... Trump has no aspirations for a political career. Right, never has, never will. Right, the fact that he's occupying the presidency right now is just—it's a fucking fluke. I, I, in in my heart of hearts, I believe that even he didn't believe he was going to win. But he, now that mean, now that I he,
0: don't know if it's that much of a fluke. I mean, we saw a guy in Mont, like a fucking congressman running in Montana, mm-hmm. body slam a reporter. And he won. That's mean, true. What, what I mean by fluke. I don't fluke, think it's a fluke. No, no. I think that he's, he, Trump is the true face of American hypocrisy.
1: It's true. It's true. What I what I mean, what I meant by fluke was uh, the fact that he was so, the way he ran his campaign, he was so outrageous. He was so over the top. Um, he always has been. Um, he he was doing it just for the attention but I don't believe that in his heart of hearts he actually thought that he was going to get the job. It's it's in reports everywhere that he spends like five hours a day watching TV. It's like what president has five hours in the day to do any one thing?
0: I just uh, yeah, I don't I don't I don't understand. Um, I don't understand how how it works, you know. How his presidency works. Mm-hmm. It's like looking at a barn and somebody tells you, "You see that barn over there? And I'm like, you mean the one that's swaying? It's like, yeah, it's being held up by Elmer's glue. It's like so you're telling me there's no nails involved in this fucking in this structure. It's about to collapse on that house, which represents America.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but anyway, I digress from my my shitty analogies. Um,
1: no, that's a that's actually a pretty good analogy. So uh, no, no discredit to Elmer's glue; it's a fine glue. Yeah, but... <laughs> it is a fine glue.
0: I use Elmer's glue every day. By the way, you're listening to Robots versus Texas, Texas. <laughs> on, on Radio Free, Free Brooklyn. Brooklyn.
1: <laughs> I'm Ernesto Manciva. I'm uh,
0: Pablo Morali Martinez.
1: <laughs> Thanks for joining us again. Um, <laughs>
0: and we are inundated with uh, we're just we're drowning in Trump news. Yeah, we it's... we really like like I was saying before. I'm just like all those topics we wanted to cover oh Oh, they're just they're flying away from us like the fucking uh like you know birds like birds (laughs) yeah i'm just like like those flying shells in a super mario game
1: Um, oh that's 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 actually even better actually i gotta say ah the sounds the sounds but Uh, But yeah, today was just like birds, birds, just Just go with birds, just birds. (laughs) They have wings, they fly. Um, But today, uh, James Comey testified in front of uh, Congress in terms of his interactions with Trump, um, any investigation or lack thereof into uh, Russian involvement. And everybody, if, if you unless you've been living under a rock, Everybody has been anticipating this, uh, this testimony, and he he was very illuminating in terms of just what the character of Trump is. I mean, he's 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 a really underhanded guy who speaks behind closed doors and doesn't um, just doesn't do things in a statesman like way. And I think that's going to get us into. A lot of trouble. Well, it's going to get us into more trouble than we're in already. Uh, in other news, that is non-Trump related. Oh um, god! But this coming Sunday is the Puerto Rican Day Parade.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. You wanted me to talk about this.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, and the the parade, which happens annually here in New York, uh, being that we have the largest um, Puerto Rican population outside of the actual um, island of Puerto Rico. Um, celebrates Puerto Rican culture and history. Uh, but this year is mired in a bit of controversy because um, they are honoring uh, yeah, Oscar Oliveira. Yeah. And Oliveira has a history of... I'm going to call it... Uh, political... Uh, Man, I, I'm really tripping. Uh, I mean, it's for
0: that. like it's like um,
1: political dissonance. Um, political
0: dissonance? I don't, I don't know if that's the word. I would, but the thing is, like, like I, I, does it mean that you're like you're on the side of like you're like you're pro Oscar, like getting out and like 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 being celebrated at the Puerto Rican Day Parade? Is that is that the position that you want to?
1: I'm. I would say that I'm close to that position, just because. Um, and I'll be honest with you guys. Like I, I'm not as uh, well read on this individual as I would like to be, but I have done some uh, research into into his past, what he's done, what he what he's been accused of, and I believe that he he really is a um, a a patriot of Puerto Rico and the Puerto Rican people. Um, the actions that he took back in the, uh, back throughout the seventies, um, did involve a certain amount of violence. However, I feel that he was forced into that situation because of the, the way the Island is treated. It's, it's kept under, it's kept under the boot of the United States and they've, they've suffered economically for so long, and we've seen it culminate um, this year. Uh, how many, there have been an unbelievable amount of public schools closed in Puerto Rico because of their uh, financial situation. It's, it's going to, it seems like it's going to send the island into almost third world territory um, within the next few years or within the next generation. Uh, at least if these current uh, circumstances persist. And I feel like um, Oscar Oliveira was...
0: Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, just a correction. Mm -hmm. It's Oscar uh, Lopez Rivera.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Lopez Rivera. Yes. Um, He was trying to tell us this for the longest time. Um, He saw it coming, and I feel like he's been vindicated. Um, President Obama just... Uh, commuted his sentence earlier this year and he was released uh, last month in May and uh, luckily he is living with his daughter back in Puerto Rico now and and I hope that whatever remainder of his life is left he lives it well and free and is able to talk to other um, other Puerto Ricans and other Latinos and inspire them and teach them from everything that he's learned Um, because I feel like he he spoke up in his way, in in a way that couldn't be denied. Now, now, what's your position, Bob?
0: My position is that um, uh, it's difficult for me to say because I'm not as well read on the man. I I can only say what I what I the what limited knowledge I do know about him. I like I feel like um, on this kind of on this issue specifically, I want to like. Um, speak to an actual like like a, a person like a, a Puerto Rican person who knows like because I feel like they would be like a per like a a Puerto Rican who knows about the history of Oscar Lopez Rivera because I feel like um like especially when with topics uh concerning like Latin American heroes that are mired in controversy um it's important important for me to know where like a person who's a like of Puerto Rican descent actually stands but I mean as far as I as far as I know I don't agree with um I'm I'm of the mind that I I'm not certain how I feel about the celebration of this of this man uh that's not to say. Why feel, specifically? Why specifically? It's because um, it's the uh, his connection to the FALN bombings. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm not certain what FALM actually stands for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I know that his involvement with the party, which was uh, responsible for for bombings of like government buildings. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a plot to bomb uh, government buildings in Chicago. I think that's what it was in the 70s. Um, I find it hard to root for or celebrate um, someone who engaged or it w- was possibly involved in those kinds of activities um because i don't i don't believe like bombings are um there i don't i don't find that to be a productive way of protesting against the government because um it it puts a lot of civilians in harm's way um and i don't know i i just i don't agree with it i feel like it's but the thing is that like it's mired in mystery because no one was able to prove that whether he was involved in the whether he was directly linked with those activities at all. Mm-hmm. so i can't I can't really put say that I'm completely against the man because like, after all, like the his his communist background and his position as like a freedom fighter uh, for Puerto Rico was um is uh, i respect that mm-hmm. but at the same time i don't respect the means through which he was possibly uh connected to you know the bombings mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't believe in in that kind of uh in that kind of uh activity i just don't I, and it's hard for me to to be 100 percent like yeah you know um like be like one hundred percent behind it because I I don't I don't have all the facts, okay. and the fact that like um you know, uh, th- I I forget whether it was Barack Obama who asked him to renounce um his violent, he was uh, he was it wasn't given the...
1: Barack Obama it was uh, it was uh, Clinton
0: Clinton yes um Clinton asked him to renounce uh, his like he would be given freedom if he were to renounce violence. that was in that was in
1: 1999
0: in 1999 when bill clinton asked him to renounce violence uh oscar lopez rivera told him no and that to me feels like well I, i it's it's murky you know it's like it's really difficult for me to be for me to 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 put a lot of support behind someone that has possible connections to bombings. That's it. I
1: I see where that would give you pause. Uh, But at the same time, I feel that Oscar uh, didn't take that deal because his entire position was in opposition to the American government and for him to come out outright and renounce the, excuse me, the violent aspect of F.A.L.N. One would be. Would be damaging to the movement that he was part of the entire time. There was so much more to the message than just um, whatever bombings happened and whether he was or was not directly connected to them. Right. Um, He for him to come out and renounce at that time would have basically uh been equal to him disowning all the work that he had done all those years ago and that's just not it's it just wasn't what he is about you know because he i feel like he he would have felt i am not you know obviously i've never met the man but he would have felt like he was letting down the puerto rican people the and the entire island and he just couldn't do that so he's just like no i'm not I'm not going to be freed. My freedom means nothing if it's conditional, if it means betraying everything that I've worked for. So, I mean, I, I just got to give him, I just got to give him respect for that because if he was, if he was simply about violence, um, he, he would have taken the deal, no problem and just been freed and maybe continued on with the violence or not, you know, but It was about a principle it was about an ideal that he was trying to achieve and he wasn't going to betray that
0: like and i completely respect the ideal Mm -hmm. right like i'm i'm definitely on the marxist side of of democracy right you know some of my heroes are mired in in controversy as are like you know uh you know, I feel like every every person has some uh, a controversial position that they're a part of, um, or that they believe in.
1: But uh, like, like, and I'm that's, so, like I'm still your friend since you blew up that Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I
0: know, I know. You know? it was the most delicious natural, quote unquote, natural disaster
2: that ever happened. <laughs> um, uh,
0: so uh, yeah, but I'm. So I've, I feel like I'm tripping over myself trying to like, like, uh, stay as diplomatic as possible. But I, honestly, I'm not trying to be diplomatic. I'm just I'm having a hard time saying whether I, su- I support this this guy or not.
1: That's cool. Um, That's cool. That, and means, I, and that I, means you're thinking.
0: Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think that as as uh, Latinos, Latinas. Uh, or if you identify as Latin X, you know, um, I think it's uh, very uh, All of our heroes are very like important to us. All of the real heroes. I'm not talking about fucking Trujillo and that Pinochet and those assholes. Right. Um, right. Uh, I'm talking about, like, you know, the people who fought for justice, um, whether that was mired in uh, shades of gray or not i feel like they should be celebrated because there are people there are heroes you know mm-hmm. and if uh puerto ricans want to celebrate them that want to celebrate this man mm-hmm. then by all means they should because that's that's their choice to do that and uh they have the rights as american citizens to do that that's right and you know what if anybody has a problem you know fucking i'm Puerto Ricans don't fuck around you know
1: (laughs) I as a side note I just I just love the phrase Latinx it's so goddamn badass it's like
0: I like it I'm glad that it feels definitely more inclusive than um, absolutely Latino and Latina is like I'm just like because we got like we have to represent for like our trans folk and like our fucking you know LGBT LGBT community like and the fact that like that at first the word was like I'm not going to lie. I was like a little reticent to use it, but mm-hmm. uh the more I thought about it, the more I was like yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. This is the direction I want us to go if we're going to like, you know, represent ourselves as a community.
1: And I think it brings a little more uh awareness to the um to the gender issue in Latin America's commun- Latin American communities. If you don't know, Spanish is very uh dependent on um gender identification when it comes down to certain words like when you hear the term latino and latina um, representative of male and females uh, respectively um, there are words just within the entire language that uh, will usually predominate um, a particular statement like if you have <laughs> if you have a um, a room full of latinos right and 99 99 of let's say there are 100 of them in the room and 99 of them are women and there's one man uh then you then you say latinos right you know and it's the the male dominates and it's just like and it seems a little you know in this day and age it's like we need to re-examine that we have a lot of patriarchy
0: going on not only in our culture but in our language so Mm -hmm. we need i think any change to become more inclusive and to reach out to like our latina sisters and like uh, our transgender and LGBT uh, QIA community, um, the better. I mm-hmm. just think that's that it's definitely got to be a step in, in. If we're gonna go for progress, that's the step in the right direction. Absolutely, and I support it one hundred percent.
1: Absolutely. Do you know who I think um, would would have supported Oscar Lopez Rivera as well as uh, Chair Nesto Guevara? Who Poe Dameron? <laughs> oh. I think he would have been Hell so yeah. I think he would have been so down for the cause. You know
0: who else I would have thought who? would have would have supported them? A little a little uh, revolutionary named Cassian Andor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cassian Andor. That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> he supports them hard, you know? I'll never that line is forever one of my favorite <laughs> Because it it just asserted, like the fact that, like, yeah, he's goddamn Mexican, and he's fucking proud of it. Because this ship is going down hard.
1: For for the listeners who may not be completely familiar, sometimes we can get just a little obscure. If you are not completely um, immersed in this world, Uh, he's (laughs) referring. We're referring to characters in Star Wars. Um, Rogue One. Rogue One is uh, the one that Pablo referenced, and I referenced uh, a character in Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Um, both uh, played by uh, Latino actors, yeah. and we we definitely, uh, with the Rogue One example, uh, saw him assert his roots yes. uh, in that one line. Yeah, you know? it's it's uh, and it was so. Mm, it tasted so it, it good. It was <laughs> like
0: it was the moment that my dad turned to me in the theater. He was like, he's not hiding his accent." <laughs> I'm just like, no. and I'm just like, like smiling in my in my chair. I'm just like, "Yeah, no, right? This, this is great." Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's just uh, I don't know. It's very cool to see a representation like that in movies. Um, uh, of course, I'd like to see more of it absolutely um, as heroes and not just as you know villains mm. or like you know as soon as like uh, as soon as the rogue one like uh infamy passed i started hearing like inklings here and there of uh the actor playing uh, cassie and andor in rogue one uh, diego luna mm-hmm. uh, that he was going to be playing mm-hmm. Um, Tony Montana in the update of Scarface.
1: Mm. Uh, which wait, whoa, 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 whoa! They can't do that. Getting an actual Latino to play a Latino. I know. What kind right? of sense does that make? On
0: the one hand, I'm like, yay! And then on the other hand, I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck, man, a uh, fucking. Don't we have enough? Like, isn't there enough of a history behind like Latinos being represented as coke-addled? Uh, drug lords.
1: That's true. Maybe Taylor Swift wasn't free.
0: <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Swift as as fucking Scarface. Yeah, you know,
1: <laughs> as she pulls the trigger, she's shuttled all the way to the back of the room. <laughs> the
0: recoil she, just shoots her off into just the distance.
1: Does not have the body weight. Justin Bieber
0: ass. <laughs> Tony Montana. God. Well. Uh but I mean even though it's got it's it's mired in problems. I mean Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, what have you, right? Mm-hmm. Um there is one shining awesome beacon of hope. Yes. Yes. Wonder Woman.
1: Wonder Woman. Oh my
0: god, that was That was fucking cool. It was was
1: really cool. Great fucking film, man. Like...
0: Like, it was... It it made me feel, like... I I don't know. It just, like, made me feel really hopeful for, like, the whole uh, DCEU and, like, the fact that, like, you know, they, they not only represented the character really well, but they made her feel like a hero. Yes. You know? Like... Her motivation, like, if you haven't seen the movie, you should check it out because mm-hmm. it's great. Um,
1: and we may go into a few spoilers, so uh,
0: we may go into a few spoilers, but let's let, uh, I mean, I think we should try to keep him spo- as spoiler free as we can. Okay, we're not making any promises, no promises. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, I think we should explore uh, some of her, the political problems we have with, uh. With the film, but I feel like we should save that for possibly the, ne- the next episode. Yeah, yeah, um, totally, totally. Uh, but yeah, so... Um,
1: but they really did make her feel like a hero. She she had the, the stature and the presence in the film Yes, um, that really brought... That really showed off the strength of this character and, and showed off what she is about. I mean, and this is just the origin story, like... I hope that in future films where she's depicted like Justice League and Wonder Woman 2, which I believe um, is already being talked about or greenlit or something like that since, right, since right, right. the movie did so well, which we're so happy about. I just got to say, like, we were hoping, like, for a long time that this film would work, that it would be good, you know, that it. we were just hoping beyond hope, and it actually worked it was actually good and we and we we can't be like we can't be any ha- well i'm sure we could be happier but like we we just came out of the theater so uh thoroughly enthralled um i gotta say though like i'm, I'm, I'm gonna go on a good aspect and a bad aspect if i could okay the good aspect i gotta say and this is a moment that you see in the trailer where she's stepping up from the trenches uh in the middle of oh, a man
0: that scene is fucking
1: dog of a battlefield and she's just and she she you know pulls off uh her her covering to reveal her wonder woman outfit and she steps out and like um uh what's what's his name um the, Chris Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Yeah, he's just like
2: Diana, no, <laughs> and she
1: just steps right out into the battlefield, and they're shooting at her. She's blocking bullets and just walking across that field. It was just, I literally got chills. I was just like, yes, yes, this is the superhero that we were waiting for when it comes down to Wonder Woman. You know, yeah. so I I love that aspect because they presented her so so strong, and I feel like it was it, it was. Kind of cathartic to see, um,
0: yeah. It, it, that's a good word to use with it. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Keep going. Keep no, no, no. no d- and
1: but the only bad aspect that irritated me a little bit with the film was the um, there was a little bit of a of dependence on Chris Pine's character to drive this film.
0: Yes and no. Uh, like, well, like, what do you mean exactly?
1: It's just like. Uh, here we have Diana from the Island of Themyscira and she left because she saw this injustice that was happening in the world. And she believed that um, the God Ares was responsible for this. So she was stepping out and leaving her home in a very significant way um, to, to battle this enemy and to make changes in the world. And then that, and if that isn't enough to drive somebody like, Then we had her develop feelings for uh, Chris, uh, Chris Pine, Chris Pine, and I mean, and I'm just like I hate to
0: play the fanboy and be like,
2: (laughs) but it's from the
1: comics. Yeah, no, it's true. It's it's true. It is from the comics. But I just, you know, I just felt like she was stepping into into this world of mortals and this into this world of men, and she didn't need. To fall in love with some.
0: Some rando who fell out of the sky. Yeah,
1: who literally fell out of the sky. Like, (laughs) it's just like, she could have, they (sighs) could have, they could have depicted it as, you know, like a deep respect as soldiers, as warriors or something like that. That would have been an interesting angle to me. This is me just nitpicking. I mean, I don't, it didn't really, it didn't kill the film for me. I just felt like, eh, you know all right. So she fell in love with this dude. Um, but I'm the... surprised she didn't
0: kill him. Like, cause they, there's definitely an implied sexy. Oh, for and us. I'm just like, like she, she brought down a building. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like, <laughs> and she didn't seem to like hide the fact that she was super strong. Right.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm, that's that's the part where the movie lost me. I was like, trash.
1: <laughs> well, back then they made Americans out of stronger stuff, you know. So <laughs> back
2: when men were, men, men
1: were men, you know?
2: <laughs> but like
0: I know, I just expected him to to like the the shot after the implied sex scene to be just like you know. Uh, it cuts to like year decades later where they find his skeleton in the <laughs> in the in the in the house and they're just like oh death by snoo snoo <laughs> <laughs> like his pelvis is like it's a skeleton but his pelvis is crushed it's just, it's just
1: pebbles just <laughs> scattered his and skull
0: still looks like it's smiling,
1: smiling. <laughs> both hands are behind its head like ah. <laughs>
2: Oh man! Because well, if that's... you gotta
1: go, go, go with a smile. smile. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad he's dead. Uh, but anyway, wow, a lot of '89 Batman references. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, like uh, you, you were you were nitpicking over the.
1: <laughs> I was just nit- nitpicking over that. Yes, yes, I am nitpicking. I'm being. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be the feminist, you know, for for this particular, just because it it did irk me a little bit. I was yeah, just like, I don't, I don't, know I, was if it like, was, I was just like, I was just like, I don't know. It
0: didn't, it didn't take away from the fact that like she was, like, uh, she was definitely like the he, like she was the hero, right? She was leading the charge while the, you know, uh, Chris Pine was like in the trenches being like what the fuck are you doing wait a minute oh she's a god by the way it took him long enough to realize (laughs) it took him six scenes to like fucking figure out she was super strong like it took him it took her bringing down a whole just men right man goddamn men they have to be like proven time and time again that like oh women are can women can hold their own you know, yeah.
1: never mind the fact that he saw her hold her own on the island of Themyscira against those uh, Nazi soldiers who invaded while they were chasing him. It's just they weren't.
2: Like... Not, uh, 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 uh.
1: World War One, they weren't Nazis yet.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, all right. You're thinking, uh, what, do you want to get sued? Yeah, no, <laughs> It's oh. the same Captain America, you know?
1: Sorry, I just saw. They ge-
0: wanted to use Germans. They just didn't want to use Nazis.
1: I just saw German anger and I completely <laughs> went to Nazis. My apology. My apology to the generation of World War I in Germany. Um,
0: Our apologies to the Germans. Yes. We're fighting for the Kaiser.
1: Yeah. Um, so, anyway, the angry Germans who stormed the beach. <laughs> um, Following Chris Pine into this mythical island that was shrouded, um, and Chris Pine was aware of all of this, and somehow that wasn't enough to convince him. No. Like, I think there might be something to these women. Yeah. They might be a kind of badass, you know. <laughs> the fact that they weren't
0: repelling down the mountain. And shooting, like, arrows at soldiers with guns like th- and massacring them in droves. Like, three at a
1: time, you know? It's just, like, just jumping in the air and, like, pulling an arrow with, with three things. It's like, oh, nah, these are just your everyday gals, Yeah, you know, with gams to kill for, you know? It's like... <laughs> oh, damn. I wanted to use the G word.
0: I, that's one of my favorite, like, old-timey words she's got gams for days, you know. <laughs>
1: oh man, but suddenly it took her walking out of the trenches onto that field full of bullets and it's just like, "Oh. Yeah, all right." Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, behind her, you know, so it's like
0: <laughs> Uh but one of the things I I was like I I kind of took notice of and I was like, "Whoa, this is a this is a dark angle for this film to go in. I like this. Was they introduce a Native American character, right?
2: Oh, I know what um, you're going to talk about.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: They introduce this Native American character. And the Native American character in the, uh, talks with, uh, with Wonder Woman. And uh, they go into some... They have a very short exchange where he more or less says... Like the reason why I'm not picking sides in this war to end all wars is because uh, I don't know. There's not many. There's not not many of my people left because uh, some other people came around and left us. Left our left my culture, like trying to survive.
1: And she was like, "Which people?" And he said
0: his people, he like, pointing to Chris Pine. It's just like, and I was like, Ooh. Ooh, this movie just went into a very interesting terror. And I'm just like, this movie has the balls to do that.
1: I loved that. That probably was my favorite part of the yeah, movie. It has the, the, this movie has the guts to do that. I was hoping that that would become an issue later. Like, um, what the fuck did you yeah. people do? Like, <laughs> like fucking Diana gets in Chris Pine's face. She's like, I think I need to go to America next. Like, <laughs> just, like holy shit! <laughs> 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 just, just bust through the White House. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I decree this land to be returned to the Native America. I can't. I can't do an Israeli accent. So I. But, <laughs> But, you know, yeah. oh, that's the other thing I really enjoyed. Like they did not make Wonder Woman like American ish. Like, no, she, she was totally like Middle Eastern, Israeli, sta- Palestinian. Like, yeah. They like they
0: just made her like they made her act like they didn't hide her accent. They didn't mm-hmm. make anything that they didn't hide the fact that she had an accent. But I mean, they they kind of established that in. Um, batman versus superman i'm <laughs> uh, sorry god. i just got just got like a disappointed
2: chill oh. uh,
0: <laughs> god i hate that movie i just saw that movie again and i i had to turn it off at like the the half hour mark because that movie is just has no sense of humor unlike wonder woman it has no sense of humor I feel like man there's there's this cartoon uh, floating around like this this really cool drawing floating around Instagram of like fucking Wonder Woman carrying Batman and Superman over her shoulders and she's like I'm riding the ship right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I got to see that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. When we find that we're going to post that guys so yeah. you can see it too. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's it's really
0: we're or she says something like we're going now we're going in the right direction, so, and I was like yeah I mean, uh, the first tw- like the first act of the movie is set in the and it's filmed in beautiful color. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what that used to look like in movies? <laughs> color. <laughs> and then like once they get to once they get to like fucking Europe, mm. um, it turns into Zack Snyder land. With uh, the desaturated monochromatic colors. Well,
1: to be fair, Europe actually does look like that. Yeah, so. it's true. <laughs> I've been there.
0: Except for France. Except for France. Which is in stark black and white. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Color is for nerds. Um, anyway.
1: Did you wear a horizontally black and white striped shirt as oh, well? Oh, yes. How did you know? And a beret. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I also got, like, my, got myself a little mustache.
1: Oh, oh very nice. Very and nice.
0: Uh, I was on the train most of the time.
1: And did you laugh like, oh. <laughs> well, how else would you laugh? Of course. <laughs> of course. What <laughs> <laughs> <But> of course. <laughs> 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 My apologies to the French people. Uh, you're fine people. We love your wine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and we really appreciate that you gave our clown of a president a hearty handshake of which he won't for- soon forget. <laughs> Vivo Macron! Uh, um, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, Wonder Woman was great, and I, I, I think we both can't recommend it
1: yeah. enough. Go see this. Go see this. You won't be disappointed. I can't wait to see it again because yeah. it's it's just so good. And hopefully, this sets the tone going forward for DC.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I'm hoping that you know now Marvel's gotta gotta fucking step up to the plate with uh, with uh, Captain Marvel because yes. uh, you know, I mean, Wonder Woman beat them to the punch, and mm-hmm. so far it's a high water mark.
1: She set the bar, yeah, and it's a high bar to set. Uh, Marvel better step up, yeah, and better, yeah. yeah. And plus, they have they have such a huge roster of like badass female superheroes. It's like pick one, yeah. <laughs> you, you've got one of the great ones coming up, but you know you can pick more and do like a really great job.
0: You know, speaking, we talk a lot about heroes on, mm-hmm. this, on this podcast mm-hmm. slash podcast. For Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, and uh, we should probably give a shout out to a real hero. Yeah. Um, Micah Fletcher, who uh, was part of the trio of uh, of heroes who defended um, the young women on the bus. In Portland, in Portland Oregon. Oregon. mm mm-hmm. um, So, yeah, we give him a shout out as as
1: a real hero. Um, He recently um, met with those two young women again, and uh, they they were just so happy. I'm so glad that they had the opportunity to um, say thank you and just to connect with somebody who cared uh, and put his life on the line, along with the the other two heroes who unfortunately lost their lives and just to make that connection, I think it's a powerful image for people in general just to see, but he also went above and beyond that. He made a statement saying that we need to remember that we need to not forget the real victims of what happened here, yes. which is the these two young women and the violence that is perpetuated against young black women. Um, and young women of color. And young women of color. Um, and uh, you know that that's that's the conversation that we need to have. You know that's where we need to put our focus. It was such a selfless thing to say, um, and really spoke to his character. And I'm hoping that people listened because that particular statement didn't get as much coverage and rotation as the initial act of violence itself, which is extremely unfortunate. Because in a sense, the killer got more recognition than this young man who survived who put his life on the line and made a difference right um but hopefully if you're listening to this um or if you read others if, if you are um involved in other like news outlets that would have carried this story then you'll remember this example and um put others onto it because if if all of us had more conversations like that or were selfless and cognizant of situations like this young man is we would get to the root of so many more problems faster in this country and in this world and we would all be in a better place
0: yeah absolutely um i really i can't that's a that's hard to hard to follow (laughs) yeah that's that was really awesome um but yeah we 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 here at robots versus taxes salute um the the hero of Michael Fletcher and also um, we uh, we are very cognizant of uh, the violence directed at people of color and in this case um, the women the two women in Portland who uh, were the victims of such a savage and cruel act of horror mm-hmm. um, which uh, you know um, We shouldn't say that asshole's name, right? Yeah, never will. Never will. Never will. Um, But yeah, um, that pretty much wraps it up for
1: this episode. Thank you for joining us, guys. Yep. And uh, I'm Ernesto Mancibo.
0: I'm Pablo Morales-Martinez.
1: And we are Robots Robots vs. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll see you guys next time. Song of the Week.